0: This is Outsource Accounting Insights. I am your host, Will Tatro, where we talk everything outsource accounting and beyond. Um, I'm here with our guest, Tucker Cutter. Tucker, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Doing well. Glad to be here, Will.
0: Tucker, if if you could give us a little background on yourself, what got you into the management of information technology and We'll start
1: there. And- sure, sure. I can. I guess I can go back to to college. Uh, <laughs> I've been with Barry done done since since I graduated, so almost 10, 10 years now. Oh, wow. Um, so I was I was working an internship, uh, with Walmart. Thought I want to be in logistics. Uh, kind of moving moving X X to Y to Z. Um, and uh, I had a project that was around, um, trying to get, not uh, the non-conveyable goods. To uh, the customer as fast as possible, that right, it can com- compete with Amazon, yeah, and so I worked out. That, that was my year long kind of, or my, my summer long project um, and at, at the end of that internship, got a job offer, but figuring out know, so, so logistics really wasn 't for me and where I wanted to be in, in a kind of a warehouse in no windows for for hours <laughs> a day. But uh, I really did like kind of working on that project and kind of solving a problem. And so that translated nicely to consulting. And so I really looked for a firm that would be a good fit and kind of fell fell into Barry Dunn or really really sought Barry Dunn out, I guess. And uh, I've been here ever since.
0: And so when you did the internship, that was you were with the MITG
1: group? No, no, I was, that, was for, that was for a different company. That was for, for Walmart. Um, and then I decided I didn't want to do logistics. Oh, okay. And then since then, I, I, I actually ran a bear down at a career fair and kind of sought them out and have been working here within MITG since then. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. And we do have
0: windows here. With <laughs> <support>. <laughs> nice
1: windows now. Yeah. Floor-to-ceiling windows <laughs> in the office, great.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so MITG, for people who don't know, what – I mean, what is it? And then uh, maybe delve into just some general services provided by that group.
1: Sure. So, MITG Management Information Technology Group. Um, And so, within um, Barry Dunn, we offer a lot of consulting services. Um, A lot of them are within kind of local, state, government, municipalities, Medicaid. MITG really focuses on higher ed healthcare and kind of everything else. So, Mm -hmm. commercial clients. And so, we have, really, we, we offer multiple practice areas, but kind of the services are fairly consistent across yeah. them. Um, and so I think they would, kind of how I view it, they fall into three or four buckets. Um, so you think of enterprise systems consulting. So if a client mm-hmm. needed to select a new system or wasn't sure if their current system was meeting their needs or they needed process improvement around that system, we would certainly help them with that. Yeah. Uh, another one is around kind of governance, risk, compliance, um, Think sort of information security, think um, IT audits, or are they in compliance, those yeah. sorts of things, NIST, HIPAA, like that. Um, and then the, the, the third, uh, th- I guess third and fourth fourth areas would be around um, digital and organizational transformation. And yeah. So that would be around your your business process improvement, your your change management, kind of organizational mm-hmm. design and development. And the fourth and kind of really emerging area for us is around well-being and well-being consulting. So if you think about um, how if you if companies want to be employers of choice, and I think yeah. now that's really an emerging topic that we're seeing a lot of traction is around well-being, which which is great.
0: Yeah. And so you mentioned the the risk side of it, right? Risk assessments, things yep. of that nature. And I think that, especially with technology today, scares the heck yes. for the sake of the eye, for the sake of the podcast, the heck out of everyone. <laughs> um, and so I feel like whenever you're involved in those types of situations, people don't think of it until the breach happens, right? Absolutely. And then that's when they're like, oh, I need to have some sort of assessment done. Do you, do you have any recommendations of when people should kind of go into the, I should employ Barry Dunn ahead of time? Like, should they have periodic type assessments done? Or is this just a uh, yeah? Absolutely. Have it when... I get breached in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly, yeah. certainly you want to avoid a breach, yeah. whenever you can. And, and it's challenging. Now, right? I mean, people are seeing breaches all the time, even the, kind of the largest kind of R1 institutions that have tons of resources. Um, but I think really proactively trying to identify vulnerabilities and, and risks yeah. that you have, either from, I mean, people or systems or, or, or anywhere and kind of doing that proactive assessment and yeah. working to mitigate those gaps but you can't really mitigate them unless you know about them. Right. So I think kind of bringing someone in early to to understand what those things are uh, is really helpful rather than kind of being a, yeah. reactive
0: to to a yeah. breach. And yeah, do you, do you find that when are you getting these people off? Are you getting them post-breach? Do you see any of that and you have to go back and help or is it really you're doing the, the initial assessment?
1: What would be kind of a a, um, a pre, pre-breach, pre-breach or pre-just... Pre I mean, ideally no breach at all, but I mean, would be more, um, kind of what is your security posture now? What, what is your maturity level in terms of information security and yeah. putting together a plan to get them where they want to be? That's yeah. kind of where we would come in, in the process.
0: And make sure they check all the right boxes. So they're limiting liability Yeah. that nature. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic.
1: Um,
0: and then, so I did kind of like you, you at the end talked about the well-being side. Yeah. And so you, you mentioned some of this, some of what that looks like, the, uh, of employer of choice things of that nature yeah um so what what other aspects what's the aspects of well-being i feel like so many people hear well-being and they're like i go to the gym uh,
1: but- <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly i'll have to you have to get my colleague vienna on here she, she's very very passionate about that but yeah. um a few things so i think there is people to people think of like physical fitness of of well-being i think there is like there's the financial well-being there's right. sort of the emotional and social well-being and right I think there are five five pillars yeah i can't quote but it certainly is certainly is more than uh more than going to the gym and i think yeah. it's how does that translate to the work environment and, right. and i think now that people are um working from home often and i think we saw the great resignation and all these things. People yeah. are thinking about how do how do we keep good people and how do we make this a place people want to work and people can be them best, their best selves. Yeah. I think that's really a lot of what Vienna's work is.
0: Yeah, um, and so that helps a lot with employee retention, things absolutely. of that nature, which is killing everyone right
1: now. Oh my gosh, yeah. we're seeing that all over the place in yeah. our clients, and I think, and I think what's great is there's there's a growing appreciation for the need yeah. of that, where these companies are really focusing on. I mean, this is something that we we can't just get out amazon gift cards and pizza parties I mean, this, is, this is not working right. you know so really really being intentional and thoughtful about your well-being strategy as a company um, is, is something we're seeing
0: yeah i mean you see all those like the memes all the time that are the um what is it
1: i'm overworked and
0: stress and it's like a pizza party <laughs> from the boss <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly getting right, ahead yeah. of that yeah no that's fantastic um, and then so I did want to dive deeper into ERP systems because Absolutely. I know that's where a lot of these synergies are kind of created. The big one, right. Between OAG and, um, and MITG. Um, and so I, I guess I'd say one, when is the right time in the process of, taking on a new ERP system, this is kind of similar to the periodically with risk assessment to bring in MITG. Do you need a certain lead time? Or is that something where you say, all right, you, whenever you want to make this work, we can kind of kind of implement ourselves and fit our services in that sense.
1: Yeah, no, I I think it's, it's, it's really a life cycle. And and so I think the right time is when there's a recognition um, that systems really aren't meeting needs today. Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of our clients who are kind of on old systems, they really can't get the data or reports to make decision making. I think that's a key indicator for a lot of folks. Um, But it's, how do you take the first step? Where do you begin? It's a huge, huge undertaking. And so we see the first step in that life cycle is really a needs assessment. So you know, here's what needs aren't being met, what do you want to do in the future, and really what are what are your options here, how do we mm-hmm. even approach this, and so that's kind of where, we, where we've been involved in to some extent, and then once you have a good handle on that, it's really oftentimes leads to software procurement, and so I know there are several options we were talking about, Sage, yeah. earlier, yeah. Uh, before we started recording, I mean, what how do you know which software product is going to best meet your needs, and so that's kind of going through identifying specific requirements, and working to know what you need, and then showing vendor demonstrations, understanding level of fit and ultimately kind of contracting with, mm-hmm. with that vendor. And we can support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next piece would be around implementation. And yeah. I, I think that's something that your, your team would, would handle de- yeah. de- depending on the products. Yeah, um,
0: And I do think that's where we start to see those major, um, this, we have the word here, syn- synergies between the two is kind of giving you that full life process absolutely. with um, ERP systems because I mean, so I know in the outsource accounting group, uh, the the main one we've been seeing a lot that people have been taking on is NetSuite, mm. which has been it's really been with new clients that we've kind of yeah. gotten on um, and seeing them people get the system. And uh, I talked to you the other day about we had a, we had uh, someone we were talking to, and we were like, "Oh, you guys should have used MITG <laughs> months ago, and you could, have been, you could have been in good shape." Um, but but um, they get in there, and once they're in, it's okay, well, where do I pull the reports I used to pull? Where yeah. do I uh, get the information that I need for vendors? 1099s, this all used to be what I was used to and I had a click of a button, which still is, but they just don't know where to look. And sometimes it helps to have it helps to have MITG bring in the software and then have OAG show you the roadmap to using it, um, yeah. which I think is a fantastic thing that we didn't even realize existed until... Um, you and Kathy Barker started talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Barry Dunn is is, is really, I mean, has grown so much. I think yeah. that the services we offer are really full suite of these yeah. things. And and I think the more that we can kind of connect the dots internally to better serve our clients, the better off we're going to be the better off they're going to be, right? Yeah. The more with kind of a seamless experience for them. I think we're, yeah. we're starting to do that more and more, which is great.
0: Yeah. And so what is the, what do those, I mean, so an ERP system, right? And OAGs in there, if we're all working together, you have continuous follow-up, right? Sure. So what does that look like when, let's say it's, uh, you're implementing risk assessments, whatever you're doing, well-being, what's the follow-up process look like with MITG? How are you guys staying connected, right? Are you, um, you're following up, making sure clients are seeing yeah. uh, the certain results. and
1: Yeah. W- one of the areas that I've, I I focus most on is around kind of that digital and organizational transformation piece. And so mm-hmm. that's where I, I will oftentimes we'll create a, um, we'll go in with we'll all sorts of fact finding of their clients with different stakeholders from across, whether it's a university or, or commercial client and understand kind of what are your needs. And then here are some very clear and pragmatic recommendations to kind of move them along and kind of, work towards th- yeah. those goals. And oftentimes this can't be done in a year, right? It's year one, year two, year three. Um, and so we'll put together um, kind of very specific roadmaps and then we'll follow up with them. Yeah. Right? I mean, how, how did this work out? Yeah. Where, where are you now? And I, I think our recommendations are helpful, but they're only helpful if they can implement them. right? right? And so right. we really want to understand kind of their progress. So it's usually make largely informal check-ins and just yeah. saying, hey, how are you doing? What progress have you made? Um, those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, other yeah. services are more kind of annual. You need a, you know, risk assessment, those sorts of sorts right. of things. So that's happening um,
0: consistently. You're, yeah. Yeah. Um, it really
1: depends on the type of service that we yeah. offer, but when it is a longer term plan. Absolutely. We're yeah. following up to check in any, any support we can get, or just encourage our clients to give us a call. Right. We're yeah. always there for support.
0: Yeah. And that, I mean, I feel like that person side of things always, oh, helps. Yeah. that personable side of things, which kind of brings me into our next topic. Sure. Yeah, Cause we were, um, for the listeners at home, um, I had the opportunity to join MITG in their uh, AI day. It was a full day that was based around kind of um, the artificial intelligence side of technology. And I've I've seen it from the accounting standpoint, but to hear about all these different texts out there and what's happening in healthcare, what's happening um, in the higher ed side of things Mm -hmm. um, was definitely eye-opening to me. Um, So I wanted to kind of, Take a chance to talk about AI, sure, um, and kind of what where you see AI playing a role, maybe within some of these. I guess we could say within some of these healthcare or, um, or maybe not the well-being side, but these these kind of services MITG is providing, and where you see AI filling in um, or fitting in, I should say, not filling in.
1: Sure, I guess starting where what what is the value of AI, right? And what do we what do we? I think AI is. If you think of like the hype cycle, right? Everything's people are very excited for it, but like, what do you actually do in practice with AI? And I think a couple of the ways I see it working out are really the automations, automation of routine tasks that people don't really want to do, right? And, And but also just the analysis of vast amounts of data. Mm-hmm. And so I think that can help to can streamline operations in all of our clients. Yeah. You know? and so, But I think there's really, it's not clear on how yet to use it or how to right. implement it or how to improve processes. And so that's kind of where I see um, an opportunity is, is really helping clients. We talked about that assessment to them, that implementation, like here's where we think you could implement AI based on our experience and how mm-hmm. we've even done it as a firm once we get there but then also let's let's help you do it and, yeah. and i think that's that's what i would see ultimately we don't we don't we don't do that yet i mean yeah. it's so so new but i mean yeah. i think there's going to be a huge 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 need um for that and yeah i think we're, we're, we're certainly working to develop develop that expertise and experience to be able to help our clients with that
0: yeah and so with AI, I know there's a lot of people who are afraid of it, right? Oh, they yeah. say, oh, information. We, we, uh, we at the conference. We kept calling things Skynet <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I robot, iRobot um, and it's getting Vicky taking over everything. Yep. But um, so do you see major risk factors in AI? Or, and, or maybe if there aren't major, what do you see as the potential risks early on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Early on, I, I I I see people misusing tools such mm-hmm. as such as like ChatGPT, and I think we've seen examples of that where yeah. whether it's lawyers kind of citing kind of things that don't exist yeah. or <laughs> a bit large companies entering like, sensitive data into ChatGPT and think, like, yeah. well, what happens? Well, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's theirs now. So I mean, I think <laughs> that is kind of the like the most pressing risk. Yeah. Um, longer term, I don't know how long. I mean, I think there is going to be automation of tasks, right? And, and I think that's going to have an impact on white-collar jobs, Yeah. Right? Um, and, and I think we're near probably the peak of white-collar yeah. jobs once this really gets rolling. Um, but we'll see. Uh, and yeah. I think um, there just needs to be a lot of education around AI, how to use it, but it's also going to create a lot of new jobs too. And uh, hopefully for us, that means we can offer better services, right? Right. right? Those things that we, we can be more efficient in some cases, or we can be more effective and look at larger amounts of data, right? Yeah. But what we can focus our efforts on, maybe it's the change and kind of yeah. how people adopt that change in organization versus kind of a, the technical detailed crunching of things. And right. so it's, I think it's going to change how people do work, yeah. including us. I think it's gonna change how we do our services and hopefully yeah. allow us to provide more value to our clients.
0: Yeah, and, I, and, I, and speaking from the, again, the outsourced side accounting, I mean, I, I see that, I see it the same way, right? How much value do you get from me entering your checks and in cookbooks? Right, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's tedious work. Yeah, if AI is taking care of that, and we get the opportunity to really advise versus mm-hmm. do the what I refer to as the hands work.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah, it makes it makes a huge difference in the value we can give to companies, and I think every service that we provide here is very done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I do. I have a lot of high hopes in that way for AI, as long as it does not. Turn into Skynet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're there quite yet. Hopefully we can let's clear a Skynet. We'll see. We'll yeah. See. And it
0: was incredible to see some of the stuff about like uh, um, how AI was, I think it was, it was produced by ChatGPT that created the benefits of what AI could do. And it was talking about, yeah, well, self-driving cars. That's how they talk to each other. And that's how it would work. And, yeah. And yeah, it's 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 all interesting to to see the, the dynamics of, yeah. of, of AI. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, It was a pleasure having an opportunity to talk to you and kind of hear more about MITG. Hopefully we can have you on again sometime as things continue to develop. Absolutely. Thank thank you. you.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me. Appreciate
0: it. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, catch us next time here on Outsource Accounting Insights with more exciting topics to come. Thank you.